Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Jaeger CPA Review and More. This podcast is sponsored by Jaeger CPA Review, the course provider that deals only with the ASCPA blueprints. Please go to the JaegerCPAReview.com website and look at our various products. And we believe in seeing is believing. And therefore, please look at our three-day free trial. Pick a subject, and it'll give you three days free access unlimited to that product. And I believe that once you look at that product and see how it works, you will pick Jaeger CPA Review as your course provider. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 301-874-4900. If you press 5, you may even talk to Phil Jaeger. Take care, everyone, on your journey for the CPA exam. We wish you the best and good luck. Good morning, good evening, whatever time zone you're in. Welcome to today's episode of CPA Review and More, the podcast with your host, Phil Jaeger. A quick thank you to our sponsor, Jaeger CPA Review. Before I turn it over to Phil and his guests, I want to remind you that you can watch this podcast on our Jaeger CPA Review YouTube channel if you prefer a video version. And as always, if you or anyone you know would like to learn more about the CPA Review courses, go to our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. That's Jaeger CPA Review, Y-A-E-G-E-R-C-P-A-Review.com. Now, here's Phil. And we exhausted the conversation on why there's a decrease in the number of candidates. Anything else you want to say about that? Well, I, I suppose, you know, I, I think that the profession is in the process of figuring this out. I, I feel confident that um, I hope I that the AICP... I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? They were trying to figure it out. In two years, they're coming out with the CPA evolution, all right, where they're changing the exam again, all right, and they're putting a lot more technology in, but it's in the auditing area, okay, all right, because there is someone at the SCPA examination division who thinks the CPA is a license to practice public accounting, all right? Well, with that thought, all right, he's going to say, you have to go into public accounting for a couple of years to get your experience. And if that's not the case, all right, you're not going to get the CPA. I think they're sort of uh, pushing you into a certain direction that a lot of people don't want to go into. CPA, uh, CPA, not CPA courses, uh, you know, CPA firms. All right. Where? Well, there's a huge shortage. I, I we're dealing right now. So our parent company, at Going Concern, is a recruiting firm, Accounting Fly, the small plug. But you know, right? What we're hearing from the what's their name? Accounting Fly. F L Y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do they and so, do? They, they recruit people into companies? recruiting staffing. Yeah. So they connect okay. clients to qualified candidates. And what we're hearing on the accounting fly side, I don't work directly with them, but you know, we hear a lot about kind of what uh, the recruiting team is is hearing profession-wise. And we are we're actually working on an article for this for Going Concern. There is a critical auditor shortage right now. Critical. We haven't really talked about it very much. I don't think it's at the the tipping point right now, but it's concerning these firms cannot find auditors. So I feel like the urgency of that push that you were talking about into these fields may be kind of reactionary to that, to that shortage. 
except that if you're going to force people into public accounting, all right, and they don't like public accounting because of the uh, quality of life situation, you know, it changes your life. A lot of hours, all right, that, you know, forcing people to do something is not the answer. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, you know. maybe, maybe it's not time in two years to change everything. All right. Let's solve the problem now. I mean, uh, they just changed uh, a lot of the exam on uh, July 1st. OK, mm -hmm. especially in the auditing part, BC, and they put a lot of uh, IT technology. All right. Now, this is why I talked about the passing rates. The passing rates that were just released show very high passing rates. And I don't care what you say. There are people that come from either online universities, all right, or very small colleges, and they don't get the detail IT, all right? So how are they doing well on the exam? So do you believe in the conspiracy that uh, they fudge the numbers? They kind of, this is why well, you I, may have a lot of people I, end up with 74s. Uh, I don't know what to believe. Uh, I just know one thing, when I started in the profession, all right, the AICPA was run by CPAs. That's who's in the examination division, all right? Because I applied, uh, there was a gentleman, his name was Gary Bomesh, and he actually started out, he went to American University, and then, all right, he started out the AICPA. His job was to make up the auditing part of the exam, okay? All right, now, he decided after two years to leave, all right. I guess he went into academia, but then there was an opening for that position. Well, I heard about it and I was working for a company who I didn't like. So I figured, hey, this would be great. Uh, you know, maybe it's education. Now, everyone in that area, everyone who made up that part of the exam, different. All right. They were all CPAs. All right. I go to these meetings and I'll tell you, most of these people, all right, who are talking about the exam, all right, are not CPAs. Right. All right. All right. In fact, the woman you were you and I were talking about, all right, she gives the impression. All right. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Go on. Uh, I'm trying to think who we were talking. We were talking about a lot of people the other day, Phil. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> all right. It says uh, C her position is CPA product uh, administrator. Mm. Like that. All right. Okay. And that gives you the idea that she's a CPA. Okay, that's really misleading. I don't think she ever majored in accounting. All right, and that's well, like, I didn't either. Well, you know, I'm you're an lucky, art school I'm, dropout. You're lucky I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was your What was your major? English. I dropped I dropped out of art school. Okay, and then what? I was I was going to get into uh, illustration. Oh, like animation? Yeah. Huh? Uh, no, more like design. Um, but so I did. What? You know, I always. I always wanted to be a writer when I was a kid, so I, I really lucked out. No, I think that's great. And, you know, I, I read some of your blogs, uh, and they're interesting. Thank you. <laughs> and, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, the thing is, uh, I, I just wish there were more, these providers, I mean, come to these meetings with me. They're not the owners of the company, all right? They're, you know, marketing right. guys. They said all these marketing guys, all right? All they care about is how can I screw the competition? That's all they care about. All right. Right. They don't care about, well, how are we going to help the candidate pass the exam? All right. One of them has a Hitler idea. You know, you know, if if I don't get the entire world, all right, I'm not going to be happy. All right. If that's all the course wants to do, all 
All right. Hey, it used to be uh, when I started this business, there weren't as many review courses, but there were a lot more candidates. All right. Right. We didn't really, you know, our feeling was there was plenty out there for everybody. Okay. All right. And we didn't do the things that go on today. You know, I mean, we didn't give phony pass rates and all that stuff. All right. When do you think it changed? Because of the internet. So, no one, like probably. No one is monitoring the internet. Right. You know? No one. Hey, I have a 90%. Hey, I'll give you this one. Jaeger has a 90% rate in this basement where I'm operating. Okay. <laughs> we have the <laughs> highest rate in this basement. You know, I used to say we, we ran the course in Arlington, the live course. And someone once said to me, uh, what's your passing rate here in Arlington? So I said, well, we have the highest passing rate on Fort Myers Drive in Arlington. <laughs> you used to be you used to teach, you used to have class in Arlington. That's interesting. Yeah, we uh, Virginia. Ran, yeah, yeah, we ran huh. live, we ran live courses. I stood up there and taught, sort of like Roger. Okay, we all did teaching. We actually had to stand up there and teach. Okay. All right. Today. You know, I used to film his classes. I, I probably sat through many, many more hours of CPA review than any CPA uh, candidate ever will. You know, thankfully for them that they would never have to sit through as many hours of CPA review as I did. <laughs> but, you know, that was what it was. You can't just go in there and run a course unless you can teach. You know, right. know what you're talking about. Today, all right, you have these courses they set up, uh, you know, with computer programs. That's all they have. All right. And these guys come out of school, they have an IT background, and they start setting up courses, telling them, you gotta just do a lot of questions, do old questions, and you'll pass the exam. But the guy who's in charge of the examination division said to me, all right, that going over old questions is not gonna get you through the exam, all right? Because the old questions are based on lower level thinking. All right. Right. But there are courses every Tom, Dick, and Harry starts a course. Right? Yes. And a lot of them are backed by large corporations. All right. Deep pockets. So they can spend money, uh, you know, in on Google AdWords and all that. Oh, and they do because I laugh when, you know, I'm on YouTube watching, you know, funny cat videos and I'm just getting nonstop, you know, these fly by night kind of CPA review guys that. That's the, the exam, and the then animation. is that the animation ones? Uh, the one I'm thinking of is a, is an actual guy who uh, who speaks. You know, it's a it's a guy on video or whatever. But I mean, I got for a while there. I was just getting every video I watched. It, I was just getting expand with this guy's ads, and I'm thinking, man, this can't be cheap. And I'm like, talk about you know uh, trying to he, he's marketing to the wrong person because that's not something that I'm ever going to you know be interested in his CPA review course. But whatever. Well, there's one course the guy does animation, you know? He explains hmm. uh, an area through animation, okay? Now, what he's going to explain, uh, a tax area with animation, all right? I mean, uh, this is a gimmick. It's all gimmicks, okay? All right? And I don't know if the generation likes the gimmicks or not. I think we all have shorter attention spans than we used to, you know, certainly. And you know, that is a factor, but I think that's another thing too, about these, um, you know, these high pass rates. And I feel like the candidates, you were talking about kind of when the internet came about, 
you could go to live courses or you could do online courses or whatever, you know, you could kind of balance that. And I feel like now it's getting a bit more homogenized. So it's just kind of this blanket that's like, here's your course, do this and you'll be fine. And it's not taken into, a, taken into account, you know, different people's experiences, different people's needs, how different people learn. I remember we were, we were live and online when I worked for Roger and there were some people who, they went to every live class and I would say, you know, they'd be like, oh, it's such, you know, it's so difficult for me to get down here, but I have to do it because if I don't, I'm not going to study. Exactly. You know, so it's not, there's no customizing really. It's just, here's your course. Good luck. Now we are doing, uh, this is what the, we, uh, during a pandemic, uh, I just, someone wrote on the internet, I don't know who was, some guy from maybe another course said, uh, don't bother <laughs> Don't bother studying for the CPA exam. Uh, uh, Prometrics will be closed, and it's a waste of time. I saw that, and I said to the other guy, teacher man, said, let's use Zoom and do live virtual classes. Okay? Oh, that's great. And we didn't charge for the first year when people were out. Then we oh, wow. Charged, right, then we charged these huge amounts, right? We're doing them now. All right, two hours, $75. Now, you don't have to take the whole thing because we do it by subject, okay? So if you're having trouble with, say, earnings per share, we're having mm -hmm. class this Saturday. It's going to be live, interactive, all right? And people can ask us questions, and we can see them. That's the beauty of Zoom. But you oh, know that's what? cool. But it doesn't, people are not going into it. It's like the $75 to them is like a, a fortune, where right. we know that the Hecker course, okay, will, <laughs> uh, you know, to redo their course, it's a, uh, it's very, very expensive, by the way. Uh, and they'll just pay for that. So, I, you know, I, it doesn't make sense to me, a lot of things that go on. And well, you just made me think of something, too, is that, you know, back in the day, it, it, my day, not back in your day, but you were around back in my day, too. I was. You know, we, we actually came across from the East Coast to the West Coast on a Canastoga wagon. So I do remember that. So, so we, there was, a, there was, and I, I always remember hearing this about you before we, we really had connected, but I always remember hearing that, you know, one thing that students found valuable is being able to call you up, being able to pose questions to you was something that was truly valuable to people. And, you know, we're kind of talking about how things are different nowadays. And I feel like that's really gone, right? That, you know, people well, don't no, have I, that. I still have that. Well, most, let's say other no courses. one else, no one has it you know uh right uh they don't i mean people are shocked when they call my number i get my number they call me seven days a week i answer the phone i was shocked that you put your number in uh the going concern comment section and told me to call you about coming on the podcast but you well, know hey well that's what i'm here for right yeah. yeah and i feel like that's missing and i yeah i feel like you know, nowadays I do feel like people are a little more antisocial. You know, we do everything online. Nobody wants to pick up the phone. I get it. But at the same time, you know, that I think that connection is really important. Like I was talking about earlier with, you know, people being supported. Just having somebody who's knowledgeable, who can kind of walk you through stuff is important for some people, like really critically important. And I feel like that's missing from this sort of homogenized you know, whatever the state of CPA review is nowadays, you know, I feel like that connection is really missing. That was something that was really valuable to me when I was in CPA review. They all advertise that they have a counselor. They give you, they'll ask you questions. That is so false. All right. Students say to me, all right, I love these students quoting, how 
come so and so said they have a, a you know personal counselor? All right, they call the number, and the person isn't even they don't even know who the person is, and the person says just do more questions, okay? Huh. And they now they don't complain about that, you know. But God forbid I didn't do something right, they'll be all over me. That's what I mean. right, yeah, right, yeah, and uh, it's it's a shame that. Uh, this this comp- this business is based on how much money is behind you, right? You know that should not be the reason. All right, hey, the people we all started that we have millions and millions of dollars behind us. All right, we were just the guy on the block. I mean, it was it was different. You know, first of all, Roger uh, was not operating in Arlington. I mean, it didn't, we were doing live classes. All right, there was enough people in San Francisco where. He started, I think, going to other areas, didn't he? He started actually in L.A. He was working for another. Somebody ran him. A, it, there was a whole scandal. Um, I'm not going to talk story. about I it here. But yeah. About Mark. So, yeah, but Mark? he. You're talking about Mark? Uh, perhaps. But okay. he. Um, I think anybody listening to this, if they're currently taking the CPA exam, this is way before their time. Um, By the way, but yeah. this on, we're going to have our own magazine, all right, called going the cpa route okay it's going to be okay uh, <laughs> oh i'm just kidding oh okay we'll talk about, we'll talk about all this this is the second time you fooled me since we've been on i need to stop believing what you say you know clearly i have a friend of mine uh who says to me and he knows me like 50 years and he says you know phil he says things to me and he says i, I don't know if he's kidding or not uh, right and uh so i said no no you'll know when i'm when i'm not <laughs> When I'm serious, you'll know. But uh, no, I mean, you probably could put a National Enquirer with a CPA review. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Would anyone read it? Well, it depends what you're right, you know? Right. True. So, uh, the XYZ course, uh, their instructors uh, are uh, they're on. You see a lot of them on Law & Order SVU. <laughs> you mm. know no, you know uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I'm just trying to figure out. Are you calling them criminals? <laughs> Special victims unit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I, you know I, I was ready to say one course, by the way, they molest all their students. Okay. All right. <laughs> Someone said to me, I, I, yes. I, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not true. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. You did. You, I remember you said that about that other course that about that they're, course. Oh, that they're pedophiles. <laughs> Do you remember, yeah. uh, did you know Jim Bora? No, I don't think so. Jim was uh, mainly in Baltimore. He was an attorney CPA, all right? He actually taught the course. I took a course called Kaufman Cates, uh, which is long gone. But uh, he was the number one course in the Washington, D.C. area. And Jim Bora was one of the instructors. And then I got to know Jim very well. And Jim had like 250 people in two locations, one in Washington, D.C. and one in Baltimore. And he had a tremendous personality and actually a very good teacher. And a lot of the things I learned about teaching, all right, I would say he taught me. And unfortunately, Jim is 13 years older than I am. And I I spoke to him about a year ago. I don't know if he's, I don't know what happened to him. But uh, those were people who cared. I mean, really cared. You know, right. I don't care what someone pays you for this. All right. You have to stand on your feet. 
and pour your guts out to people, all right? I don't care. What is that worth? I mean, we never gouge the people on. We still don't gouge the people, all right? Right. And I guess I say to myself, what is wrong with this business? You know, why aren't people more, um, you know, why don't they look into things more? I mean, you know, I always use the example, you buy a car, all right? What do you do, walk in and just say, give me the car? Well, now there's a car shortage. I didn't like to do that. Well, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people do. I think that that's kind of a a symptom of our society that I don't think people realize we're, you know, we were talking about the algorithm earlier and I don't think people realize how much is sort of predetermined for us. Right. Think about when you turn on Netflix, Netflix says, here, watch this, you know, and Amazon said, you know, my thing in the other room is going to be like, Hey, it looks like you're about to be out of this. It's all very much spoon fed to us that is that scary, it, isn't it? It's scary. it is it is scary i mean i'm you know i'm old enough to remember uh way back in the in the olden days when you know there was no internet but certainly in the last probably five to ten years it has been frightening how quickly things have changed and how you know i've got a, a thing spying on me behind me right now that you know knows more about me than probably anybody uh, um any that? of my can friends are, can we see that on the screen on the screen where is that Oh, what my Alexa? Oh, the Alexa. Okay. Alexa, never mind. Yeah, I have one of the. We have that. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Uh, it can start out have a conversation with me. It's yeah. Really oh, yeah. scary what that thing picks up. Yeah. 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 And our phones. And I think, you know, all of that, I think, is a. And so it's not, it's certainly not just CPA review that has really lost the personal touch. I feel like it's everywhere. We're all just, and Corona only made it worse because we all went inside and didn't talk to each other. And, you know, everything is online. Uh, we don't even hand the delivery guy cash anymore when he drops off, you know, our dinner. It's all just, it's, it's very strange and a bit unsettling. Well, yeah, I'll tell you when I get the delivery guy, I'm actually out there waiting for him. Okay. All right. And I hand him the, the tip or whatever. All right. And I still like to see the guy. How are you doing? I, I don't know. Yeah, I always well. But we're very similar that way. I, I like to talk to the Uber driver. You know, I tell the bus driver, thank you when I get out. You know, I, of course. Yeah, definitely. So what, where do you see this profession going? You see it being a, a dinosaur. Uh, would you recommend the people to get into it or not get into it? Or and the other thing is, would you recommend that the SCPA starts in two years with this another new exam? All right. You know, I I have been on the edges of the profession for 14 years now. And, you know, this is my home. This is, you know, I, I do, I may not be a CPA. I may not have invested the blood, sweat and tears, but, you know, I, I put a lot of energy into helping other people, you know, helping people pass the CPA exam and now informing people about, you know, the state of the industry and, and especially younger people, you know, that's our audience at Going Concern. We're writing for the early career accountants. We're writing for the accounting students. We want to make sure that those people are fully informed about, you know, what to expect. And of course, nowadays you have Reddit and forums and everything, you know, all this stuff is out in the open, whereas 15 years ago, it was all kind of hush whispers about, you know, work-life balance, whatever. So I, you know, I, I love this profession. Um, I could never do it in a million years. I cannot think of anything I would want to do less than be a CPA, but I, I feel like, you know, I, 
like I said, this is home. I, you know, champion the profession. I think the credential is valuable. I think the work that I don't want to seem corny, but you know, the work that accountants do is valuable. I think, you know, you have all these people who are really the backbone of commerce that get no recognition whatsoever. I don't think the average person has any idea how many accountants it takes to, you know, hold up global finance. Um, they would ne- it would never cross their mind. All they care about is, you know, can I get my taxes done uh, in April? Right. You see, that's it, the whole thing. I don't think they really know what a CPA does. No, no, certainly not. It's a PR problem. It's the PR problem of the profession. But I think the problem we have is, okay, the public doesn't know what CPAs do. Fine. But now we're getting to this area, you know, with the CPA evolution and with the with the technology and all this stuff, we're getting to this area where the profession doesn't is starting not to know what CPAs do. And so I think I think right now the profession is at a real crossroads. Right. We have what is it, uh, 75% of ASCPA members are eligible to retire in the next 15 years. We have shortage of accounting professors. We have fewer people going into, you know, taking the CPA exam. I, all of these things happening at once could reach a very critical point um, if something doesn't change. And unfortunately, I don't have an answer for, you know, what needs no. to change. I think it's more my, complicated my, than that. My goal would be to make a difference. And really, uh, I'm not the only one who's against it. All right, stop this evolution from going into effect in two years. All right. They want to more or less uh, with the different colleges. The purpose of the evolution was to say, hey, we want you, if you can, have the, your own, have the curriculum that we recommend. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the college professors are against that. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah. And I understand, you know, I have to check this again, but I understand when they started with this thing, they asked college professors their input. But they really didn't get, they didn't use that input to vote whether this thing goes through or not, which is quite interesting, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean. Didn't you say AAA was was come to speaking out against it? Yeah, American Accounting okay. people in there. Okay. All right. But, you know, I call them up to be on this a podcast, all right, and they don't call me back. You know, and I think to myself, hey, I'm not calling you for you to pay me for something. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell you insurance, all right? I just like to be on and talk about your feelings. All right. I was able, you remember the Cognitor. We spoke about that. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. But oh, yes. anyway, because it required the entire vote of the ASCPA membership, it got turned down. Okay. Without going into detail. This, it got depressingly uh, turned down too, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? This, uh, this evolution is not being voted on by the membership, it's the CPA examination division. Do you think that some of these professors that, that you've reached out to, uh, do they not want to go on the record? Is there an issue of career no, no, suicide I, if you speak I've out about that? I've reached out. One person called me from American Accounting Association, and I said, I'd like someone on there to be a guest. And she said, well, let me uh, get in touch with this person. She never called me back. They don't uh, call us back either, Phil. <laughs> but you know what? I called her three times, left a message. Right. She didn't call me back. You know? right. And I think to myself, these people at the American Accounting Association, they don't realize that they're being indirectly affected by this, all right? Because if there's no CPAs, all right, they're going to have no American Accounting Association. Right. 
Yeah, I, I don't know that, you know, it's not critical yet, but I, I do think we're getting there. And I think that something needs to be done. As far as the CPA evolution goes, I, you know, I don't really, I, I certainly don't have as strong an opinion as you do. I feel that the ASCPA is trying to make an attempt to modernize, which I feel is a good thing. Yeah, if that I mean, the case, though, they wouldn't, hey, that's fine. I agree with that. Let's modernize. You can go yeah. to IT or whatever. But yeah. Then the experience requirements are the same they are now, right? They're right. Taking away the public accounting, so it's sort of like to me a smoke and mirrors. You know, is there's all the areas you can go into, but then don't look behind the curtain. You still have to get that account public accounting experience, right? And don't they know that people don't like to go into public accounting? Uh, I, I mean, you know, I read these these uh, press releases from these firms boasting about themselves and the experience that they offer. And I'm sitting here going, you know, do they believe this when they type this up? You know, when the PR person types this up and says, OK, looks good. Let's send it out. Is this something they earnestly believe or, you know, because it's one thing to say, just do it. Do your two years. It's a great resume item, which it is. Nobody's denying that, you know, it looks great on a resume. It'll serve you, you know, throughout your career or whatever. But, you know, do they honestly believe that it's fun uh, and it's or that it's I, necessary? I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, first of all, I want to get people in the firms. OK. All right. Just yeah. Leave it. I don't know. I mean, this guy, the CPA examination division. He thinks auditing is like the area. You know, you're getting that CPA because you want to have a license to do public accounting. But, you know, if it's two years experience, all right, I came out of an accounting firm after two years. I didn't know how to do anything. All right. right. So two years of public accounting, all right, because I had a small practice. I had to teach myself everything, you know. So I don't think that really makes a difference. But uh I just don't know. I think we're going to have a CPA revolution. Excellent. I can't wait. <laughs> I don't think it, well, I'm only one person. All right. I'll have my camera ready. I'm not exactly Paul Revere, you know, going through the streets of. I am. That's my job. <laughs> your job? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I appreciate you being on here. I didn't put you, by the way, you want to tell who you work for? I don't think I mentioned that. You you mentioned going concern. All right. Tell us yeah. what concern is. I am the, the senior writer at goingconcern.com. We are uh, the Gawker. Well, nobody knows what Gawker is anymore. We are uh, basically an accounting tabloid. We write about um, profession news. I, I cover some CPA exam stuff. We cover mainly big four stuff. Um, we exist to not just rip on the establishment, but certainly to call out the establishment. We do a lot of stuff about salaries, trends. Um, as I said earlier, you know, early career stuff that's valuable to students. Um, you know, we're sort of the water cooler of the profession. We like to pull kind of the interesting bits, um, you know, that that we see. We get a lot of tipsters that tell us about what's happening at this firm and that firm. And, you know, we want to make sure all that stuff is out there. Uh, do you think you make, uh, can, do you make, does your articles make a difference, change people's thoughts, uh, or are you just informing them? You know, I, I, I guess I would I would like to hope that, um, you know, I don't want to change anyone's mind. I don't want anyone to read an article of mine, anyone who's considering accounting and read an article of mine and go, oh, no way. You know, I, I want to make a difference as far as um, educating people and informing people. 
and also giving people a voice. I've run, uh, you know, letters to the editor from people who the, we, we did a story recently. This um, this guy had this experience at the EY Neurodivergence Center. And, you know, they're putting out all these press releases about how great this is and whatever. And this guy wrote a piece that we published that was like, look, this was my experience. Here's what happened. You know, they treated me like I was less than blah, blah. And so, you know, and he ended up saying after too, he was like, you know, thank you for letting me speak about that. And I said, you know, thank you for speaking up. I'm really glad that you did. And so like stuff like that, you know, I, I think is important to me uh, more than anything. You know, do I hope I make a difference? Yeah. But let's be honest, it's accounting. I mean, well, uh, yeah, we're not changing the world here, Phil. <laughs> yes, we are. We think, No, uh, that's true. That's true. It's one little profession, right? Actually, it's an important it is. profession. It's an important profession. It is. All it right. certainly is. Yeah. I'm seeing more people that are not going into public accounting. They maybe take their year or two. But you know what? The big areas are going to all this advisory services, consulting. Yes. All right. Yes. They're going into the artificial intelligence stuff. All right. Very impressive. I mean, I, I had a guy on last week and the person who does these things, he forgot to record the video. All right. But <laughs> this guy I had on his name was Donnie Shiman, Shimamoto. Yes, I, I've met Donnie. Yep, I know him. All right. He we had great a guy. great we had a great podcast. Okay. Yeah, he's All right. awesome. All right. Then they forgot to turn the thing on. Uh, who forgot? His people? Uh, our podcast guy is in Europe. All right. Ah, uh, okay. Threw it on me. I didn't know I hadn't turned it on. Oh wow. You know, once again, quality service. That's what we say. Quality <laughs> All right, Adrian. It was good seeing you. God, how long we know? Do you know how many years we know each other? Let's let's see. Mm, 10, 11, something like that. I think it might be longer. I mean, I've known of you for a while, but I think I don't remember speaking to you until you remember I talked to you when I moved out to Maryland. Right. Because right, right, you were right, right up no, the street. Never, actually, it's the first time I'm really talking to you. And you know, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you being on the podcast. I really do. I appreciate you asking me. This was fun. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's enough of our talking. And uh, thank you for watching the CPA Review and more. And I want to thank Adrian Gonzalez, all right, for being on from the name of your company is the what? Going Concern. Going Concern. Okay. And why? what might someone watching this want to use Going Concern for? Uh, to find out what's going on in the profession. Uh, how much money they can expect to make, or rather not. And uh, you, have a, you have a placement recruiter, right? Uh, our parent company, Accounting Fly, uh, is a recruiting company. If you are an auditor listening to this, uh, firms are desperate for auditors. Call us. We'll hook you up. Um, but yeah, they do recruiting and connecting. And it's all remote work. So it's no in-office. It's been remote since... Uh, Accounting Fly only does remote work. It's been that way since before COVID. It'll be that way. Um, until the end of time, they were kind of, you know, th that's what they've always been pushing. We all work remotely, everybody in the company. Um, that's something that's important to us. So, well, you, I mean, I, I've known you a long time uh, and you are, I've read some of your articles and they're really good. And uh, thank you. Keep writing, you know, I don't tell you not to keep writing. I mean, I know you're <laughs> independently wealthy. You don't have to work, but you know, <laughs> I wish. Well, I just hope that happens one day. You don't have to. Or maybe you just enjoy what you do so much. You know? I do. I do. Genuinely, I do. I'm. I'm very lucky. I'm not. Uh, I'm not filthy rich. I'm not even what I would say uh, clean rich or any other type of rich. But 
I do, I do what I love. And I know a lot of people can't say that. So that is certainly that valuable. Is so I would love to make a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah, that, that is so true. That is so true. And yeah. thank you very much for being there for the candidates. They're really good. Okay. You too, Phil. Anyway, thank you for what you do. And I wish you happy holidays. And uh, you as well. Maybe we'll, have, we'll do it again. If, you know, if you really enjoyed this as much as I did, we can do this again. Okay. I would love to. We can do a CPA evolution. We can dig into that a little bit if you yeah, want. That would be time. great. That would be great. Cool. And by the way, everyone, you know, I thought this uh, actually, uh, this COVID virus would make people a little nicer. All right. I'm finding they're even nastier than they were before. So, you know what? When you go out there, all right, try to be nicer than they are. I mean, God, people are, I don't know what that chip on their shoulder is, but, you know, I, I say to, you know, be kind to people, you know. All we have is each other. Maybe that's being idealistic. But anyway, this is Phil Yeager. Uh, please listen to our podcast every Tuesday. There's a new new topic. And we enjoy having you. And we enjoy that you're listening to our podcast. Thank you so much. And take care, everyone. Hello again. We have hoped you've enjoyed today's podcast. Please feel free to send your comments or questions to phil at yeagercpareview.com. In the meantime, don't forget to connect with Phil personally on LinkedIn or the Jaeger CPA Review Facebook and YouTube channel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Jaeger CPA Review and more. This podcast is sponsored by Jaeger CPA Review, the course provider that deals only with the ASCPA blueprints. Please go to the JaegerCPAReview.com website and look at our various products, and we believe in seeing is believing. And therefore, please look at our three-day free trial. Pick a subject, and it'll give you three days free access unlimited to that product. And I believe that once you look at that product and see how it works, you'll pick Jaeger CPA Review as your course provider. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 301 874-4900. If you press five, you may even talk to Phil Yeager. Take care, everyone, on your journey for the CPA exam. We wish you the best and good luck. Good morning, good evening, whatever time zone you're in. Welcome to today's episode of CPA Review and More, the podcast with your host, Phil Yeager. A quick thank you to our sponsor, Yeager CPA Review. Before I turn it over to Phil and his guests, I want to remind you that you can watch this podcast on our Jaeger CPA Review YouTube channel if you prefer a video version. And as always, if you or anyone you know would like to learn more about the CPA Review courses, go to our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. That's Jaeger CPA Review, Y-A-E-G-E-R-C-P-A-Review.com. Now, here's Phil. This is Phil Yeager, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, CPA Review and More, where we talk about CPA Review and also other topics other than CPA Review. Now, today, we're not going to talk specifically about CPA Review. We're going to talk about the accounting profession itself, all right? And the question is, why are the number of people decreasing who are taking a CPA exam? All right, we'll talk about that. Now, before we talk about that, I just want to do a little bit of uh, sort of a public service announcement. Uh, I mentioned before, my wife has had Parkinson's for the past six years, 
And I'm going to ask you a favor, all right? If you could contribute to the Michael J. Fox Parkinson's Foundation, all right, any amount, we would really appreciate it. Anything, a dollar, five dollars. And Michael J. Fox, they do research, they come up with new drugs, and they are the foremost, I would say, researcher in the Parkinson's area, all right? There is a Parkinson's Foundation, but they're not related to the Michael J. Fox, all right? So please, all right, for those who can't spell Michael J. Fox, all right, I would appreciate if you contribute. You don't have to mention Phil Yeager. Just do it. Do something nice. We're coming across, we're coming to the holidays, all right? And Parkinson's is becoming more common, but they are that close, that close to finding some type of remedy. In fact, they found out quite a bit, you know, since the last few years. So anyway, all right, that's that. And now I will talk about our guest today. Our guest today is Adrian Gonzalez. All right. Mm -hmm. I have known Adrian for many, many years. And is that correct, Adrian? Uh, oh, yes. All right. Adrian, go back. We used to play in the streets of, we're, we're not New York. Where are you from, Adrian, originally? San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. All right. She's from San Francisco, and I'm not. All right. But anyway, I've known her through CPA Review. And uh, we've had a good relationship, even though she has, you know, recommended other courses, which, you know, <laughs> all right, I have nothing against that. But uh, <laughs> like the gentleman she knew, uh, uh, I know him too, and he's a competitor, but I have, I have respect for this gentleman. Not too many of the competitors that I have respect for. In fact, I think he's the only one I have respect for. <laughs> I love it. The rest of them, all right, hey, 88% passing rate, 90%. What do these people think? You are stupid. All right. There's no such high passing rates. All right. But anyway, all right. This business has become a real swamp as far as I'm concerned. The CPA review business. All right. But that's another story, maybe for another day, or we can talk a little about it at the end. But anyway, Adrian, how are you? I'm doing well, Phil. How are you? I'm good. Adrian is down in Richmond, Virginia. And yes, sir. We're going to talk about the number of people, all right? As you know, number of people taking the exam is decreasing, right? Yes. And do you have any theories on that? I think, well, my main theory is that, you know, and the ASCPA is struggling with this too, because people are taking accounting. Their accounting graduate numbers are up there, but the disconnect seems to be happening from the graduates to the CPA exam. So the question is, why are people not pursuing the exam. And I think I've looked at a lot of, we've written about this a lot on going concern. You know, I've read articles to death about this. I know the ASCPA is looking very closely at this, but I think one of the issues is the time commitment. It's a huge commitment to take the exam. And there are plenty of opportunities available to people. You know, it used to be there was a very straight track from accounting graduates to the exam, to public accounting, to whatever. Now, you know, in this day and age, there's just so many things that people can do with that accounting knowledge that it's not so cut and dry anymore. There was actually a, um, a video from the Illinois CPA Society last week. The CEO said, you know, there's a couple different reasons why people aren't pursuing the exam. And one of them is the opportunities that are available to them. You know, why are you going to put yourself through that process if you're not taking that direct path that used to be, you know, so clear cut back in the day? It's also a five year commitment, right? For the CPA? Yes, with the 150. Yeah. Yes. And uh, 
they can major in something else, finance, IT, right? And I think the starting salaries are higher than five. They years. are. Is that correct? Well, yeah. And that's the other big issue too, is that, you know, it, it's such a huge commitment and like, you're correct with the 150 hour rule and five, the five years, that's only education, right? You still have maybe a year, two years, hopefully not, but possibly three, four years to get through the exam itself. And yeah, the problem is that the payoff isn't there. And when you've got student loans, when you're trying to jump right into your career, um, you know, inflation is up, the cost of living is up, especially depending on where you live and the salaries are just not competitive. So go into something else. Well, uh, you said the ASCPA is aware of this, right? This problem, right? Absolutely, they're, they're panicking. What are they doing? They're panicking? That's not going to solve the problem. <laughs> are there any solutions they might have? Um, you know, I haven't seen anything. That, that's not to say that they haven't come up with a solution. I feel like the most obvious solution to this, it's not make the exam easier. It's not, you know, make it so it's only one section or anything like that. I think the exam is fine the way it is. I think the solution to this is on the profession side. It's not necessarily an ASCPA problem, but the profession has a PR problem. The profession needs to be conveying the value of the credential. And I don't feel that the profession is doing that right now, which is interesting, right? Because a bunch of CPAs should be experts at conveying value and they're not. There's a, you know, so I feel like they're not getting across to accounting graduates and even people who might go into accounting, you know, going back a little bit further into school, people who might want to be accountants, but they see other better opportunities. I don't feel that they're reaching those people because the incentives just aren't there. So I think there's a PR issue. And then also that the profession is not delivering on, you know, salaries, um, certainly work-life balance. Who wants to go through a seven, eight year process, a very grueling process just to have to work 80 hour weeks and, you know, make far less money that you could in other fields. And that's, you know, and most of those firms, all right, with the amount of overtime you work in their public accounting firms, a lot of them don't pay you overtime, okay? Not not after intern, certainly not. All right, and that's pretty unfair. They're billing you out, all right? So why aren't they giving you a piece of the overtime, all right? Because they are, you say they're greedy? Is that a bad word? Uh, uh, I don't want to say that, but uh, I mean, why you're not? certainly free to say why that. Not? Why <laughs> not? <laughs> You know what bothers me on that on that um, topic? What bothers me is, you know, we covered um, in the beginning of last year when COVID hit, um, as you remember, it happened very quickly. And we covered every single firm that was doing layoffs, that was cutting, you know, all these different things. It was very quick. And I understand, you know, nobody knew what was happening. They had to react just a few months after this, you know, all these firms are, uh, oh, we've all got to, you know, do our part and it might hurt for a couple months, but, you know, whatever. A couple months later, these firms came out and announced record-breaking revenue. And, you know, how do, I understand it's not like they could tell clients, no, don't give us money because we don't want to look bad. But at the same time, it's like, you know, how quick they were to cut people off, to slash salaries, to say, you know, we're going to need you to take a pay cut for a couple months and then come out and say, Oh, we made more money than ever. Did they hire back any of the people they laid off or they just didn't hire them back? Um, you know, we heard of some firms that, you know, there was one firm in particular, I'm not going to name them because their, uh, their managing director got mad at me before for bringing them up in this conversation. But, you know, they had a very... Um, Adrian, you can tell us. It's just between you and me. That's, okay? that's fine. I, 
don't have yeah i don't i don't buy that what they did though so they they cut um they cut salaries everybody across the board i think it was five percent for i think three months something like that and as soon as the situation was figured out they realized they were going to be okay they made those people whole they restored and as we know you know it's sometimes a slippery slope right when you give away some rights you may not get those back you know whatever but they made sure to make those people whole there were some people who were laid off never came back but there are also firms who i think you know did the best that they could and tried to keep people on you know there were firms that straight up said we are not going to do layoffs we know firms that were um, kind of eager to put people on PIPs and say that, you know, we didn't do any COVID related layoffs, but we did have performance based um, separations, which, okay, you know, semantics, we all know what they were doing. Um, but I, I mean, there were several firms that, you know, they did make people whole. You know, they did they did take very temporary measures. Why did they have to lay off anybody? What about these uh, PPP loans? All right. They could have taken those and kept people on. And, you know, in most cases, these loans are being forgiven, all right? You know, they may have. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. That would have been uh, my colleague, Jason, probably would have written about that if any firms did. I don't think we would ever know if they did. I'm not, I don't remember if that was public or not. I mean, I, I didn't see any purpose in laying people off. I mean, yes, if their profits are going way, way up, that must mean they have a lot of work. So therefore, the people who are left, if they're laying off, those people who are left, if they're making all these profits, they must be working them even harder than they were before. Well, because you have to think too, you know, yeah, COVID affected a lot of people, a lot of, you know, everybody, but it affected a lot of business. A lot of businesses struggled. But, you know, when you look at big four firms, they're not auditing, you know, these small mom and pop restaurants that, you know, went out of business because they had no customers. I mean, they're auditing businesses that they're going to need audits no matter what's happening. You know, it could be Armageddon, the zombies are running through the streets and, you know, GE is still going to need an audit. So, you know, th that work was still getting done. So you're right. I mean, it was kind of, why are you laying these people off? And then two, you have at the same time, the profession is talking about the talent crunch and we can't find, you know, enough accountants and it's so competitive out there. It's like, well, if it's so competitive, why did you get rid of all these people? Well, they can't find the talent. Uh, when it, you think they're right that there isn't any talent out there or is that just an excuse? I feel like the talent is there. Uh, you know, the problem is, and I, I wrote about this not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, you have the, the four big four firms. They're all very similar, right? Uh, we get this question all the time. How do I pick between, you know, just pick one. It, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, especially if you're going to do your two years and get out. Who cares? Um, you know, pick the one that made you feel the best at the interview or whatever. You know, I feel like if one of these firms came out and said, all right, we are going to, our starting salaries are going to be $15,000 more than the other three firms, I don't think that firm would have any problem recruiting talent. I think part of the problem is, I don't want to say price fixing, but you know they're all very similar in salary, benefits, what they offer. They all keep up with each other, right? Like somebody will come out and say, oh, we're going to give dad six weeks of paternity leave. Then another firm is like, okay, cool, we'll do that. And if you adopt a kid, we'll give you some you know, uh, parental leave. So they're all very comparable. If one really came out on top, I don't think it would be a question at all that they'd be able to find talent. Uh, what's, you know what the starting salary is for a, uh, uh, you know, just a bachelor's degree without the CPA? Do you have any idea what the starting salary is? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what it was uh, in 2007 when I started in CPA review, it was around 50, 55,000 for the Bay Area. 
mind you, again, at a higher salary, kind of higher, but I still see numbers similar to that. I think, you know, I don't know exactly off the top of my head what it is now, but, you know, that was 14 years ago. And I, I, you know, I don't know exactly how, you know, inflation has been low because of the Fed and all that stuff. We won't get into that. But, you know, I feel like the salary has not kept up. You know, rents have gotten higher. Certainly, uh, you know, student loans have gotten exceptionally higher. But I don't feel like salaries have kept up with that. So here it is. uh, The people are afraid. A lot of people think the exam is getting too hard. It's not worth it, right? Uh, I hear both sides. You know, I hear, um, well, I certainly hear from the people who took it before. I hear that the exam is too easy. But, you know, that's been the case since the dawn of time. Have you seen their passing rates? Uh, They're unbelievable. uh, Yeah, I mean, last year, yeah, they, the, uh, last year was higher than 2019, and this year is now higher than 2020, I'm pretty sure, correct? Uh, yeah. Now, I did ask someone at the ICPA, whose name I will not mention, I said, you know, when we took the exam, maybe the passing rate was maybe 16% on a part. I said, wow. you're getting 49, 50%. So he says to me, oh, those passing rates really are not you know, true rates. You know, we, we play with them and and I didn't really get a straight answer, all right, because the passing rates are just unbelievable. I mean, that would mean that uh, any Tom, Dick, and Harry now can start passing this exam. You don't have to be the brightest guy. And, you know, and if they're just going to give out the CPA to anybody, which it sounds like they're doing, uh, you're not going to have quality. And that was the purpose of these blueprints, okay? The blueprints, whether you have critical, higher-level thinking. well. I don't know any of the other courses that are actually using the blueprints. All right. We decided because we decided we're going to write our own books. All right. And we're going to have the blueprints in the books, not at the back of the books where anybody can take a copy of it from the AICPA. And we integrate that. And we, and we pushed that the Ager course uh, is the only course that integrates the blueprints. And these other courses don't. They haven't changed their books. All right. They're still doing it based on the content specification. Yet, right. they have these passing rates that are unbelievable. So I say to myself, all right, we're pointing out that we use the blueprints. These other courses do not. And the passing rates are still high. That doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. Is someone really claiming 90% pass rate? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're all up there. The high 80s, low 90s. Okay. And it never changes year after year after year. It's, uh, yeah, no, I know. No, no. And they don't have to... Uh, uh, I asked the AICPA, I said, don't you monitor these courses? And they said, our purpose is to protect the public, not the candidates. All right. They couldn't care less. They said that word for the, really? They said that? Uh, yes. They say that. Wow. Meetings I go to. Yeah. We're, we're here to protect the public. We're not here to protect the candidates. All right. Well, the candidates are being fed this garbage about these high passing rates. All right. And they take the course with the high passing rates or, all right, we know there's another way these people, these courses are getting more students. That's another area we can discuss another time. But, I mean, it's just really, uh, I mean, these people are very impressionable. And they just take, I mean, there's one course uh, which I'm not uh, the most fond of, 
All right. And they had exclusives with every firm. Every firm. Oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, you're not talking about. All right. Yes. And uh, one guy at the uh, providers meeting, who name, remember you brought up his name. Uh, he, yes. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to, he wanted to bring up antitrust against them. All right. Because, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't say, well, there's an antitrust violation. But, you know, one of the parts of the exam is business law. And I mean, I'm just interpreting what's in the, the textbook, all right? And that sounded like a monopoly to me, all right? And they claim they have these phenomenally high passing rates, all right? You can't comment on that, can you? I, well, I, I, I mean, I can comment insofar as, you know, you were talking about who's protecting the candidates. And, you know, I, I know you and I, as you said in the beginning, we've known each other for years. You know, I think we have similar philosophies. I haven't worked in CPA review for 10 years, but, you know, I still, I cared very deeply about our students. It was something that was important to me. I felt honored to be on this journey with them. And at the end of the day, you know, I think, of course, it was my job, you know, whatever, but I felt I wanted people to be as best informed as they could be. And that was, you know, my goal. And I do worry that, you know, with all these sort of these websites that have popped up that have monopolized Google, when you do a search for, you know, best CPA review, I don't feel like the candidates are being properly informed. And I think, you know, that part sucks because the other thing that happens is, you know, if they go into something thinking that these pass rates are so exceptionally high, then they start questioning if it doesn't work for them, then they start questioning their own abilities and thinking, am I dumb? Is there a reason why I wasn't able to pass? You know, why am I struggling with this? And, you know, this is one of those, taking the CPA exam is one of those things where, you know, you've kind of got to have all the parts in place, right? Like you've got to have family and, you know, spousal support and hopefully your job is supporting you. You know, if you're working ridiculous number of hours and your wife hates you because you're studying and, and your materials are letting you down and you're stressed out about this and, you know, whatever, you're probably not going to succeed. So any component that you can have at its best to support you is going to be something that you're going to benefit from. And I feel like, you know, if people think that, oh, 90% high 80s, whatever, you know, I've got this in the bag and that doesn't happen, then they start having that self-doubt. And that is really going to impact, uh, I think, their success on the exam. Yeah. Before there was the internet, we actually, I mean, if I wanted to take a course, I had to do my homework on the course. I mean, I would go sit in on the course. I would get a sample of their materials and look at it, all right? Now the internet has taken over, and these people, they look at these people who evaluate the other courses, you know? And, all right, little do they know there's more to that evaluation than they think, all right? And are those courses being evaluated fairly? Well, I know that uh, one of these uh, companies said, Jaeger is better in this, okay? All right, Jaeger is better in this. There's another course. Then at the end, the person says, I recommend the other course. Mm. All right. And that's what they go by, you know. And uh, do you write anything about these uh, affiliate marketers? Have you addressed that at all uh, in your article? I have an ongoing concern. Um, You know, I feel like our focus is on big four and, you know, the CPA exam stuff, I used to write a lot of it. I don't write as much of it as I used to. It's not something I have addressed, but I've actually considered um, addressing it on a personal blog, which is not something that, you know, I've I've done that for years and I haven't, I kind of got out of doing that. I really would like to address it, 
The question is, you know, would the candidates see it? Because again, they're, you know, the, the searchers are it's all drowned out by all this, you know, uh, ranking. That's all very, you know, this stuff that happened. I've done SEO for, I don't know, 12 years, 10 years, something like that. So I know how this works. I don't know that most people understand how rankings work, you know, how you can game the system just well, because it's at rankings, the top. Can you say in a few minutes how rankings do work? Yeah, well, so it's a technical thing. If you do technical things on the back end of a website, um, you know, then Google and basically Google uh, lends authority based on several factors. One of them is like page speed. If your page is fast, you know, you'll you'll rank a little higher. Um, one is the links that you have going to your website. So a link from a .gov or a .edu website is more valuable than a link from any random .com website. The more of those you have quality links, the more Google thinks, oh, okay, this is a higher authority site and it bumps you up. Um, there's a couple tactics you know, that, that people could use. Some of them are shady. Some of them are completely valid. Um, we don't know exactly what Google ranks, we don't have like a list that you can check off and then, you know, you're up here. But, you know, there's a lot of kind of um, guessing. There's a lot of testing that's done to kind of figure out. Do you think some of these courses have the uh, algorithms of Google? Do they have the algorithms? No, nobody does. Okay. All right. Because they seem to be able to, well, they, you know, they get the, and the SEO, which is the organic, all right. They usually up there. They don't pay anything for that, and they're the top three because they know how to play the system. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, honestly, uh, I'll tell you something. To find someone in this business, which we've been looking for someone uh, to do um, uh, social media. Okay. And I have to tell you something. It has been so hard to find someone. All right. And one of them is I want to go and do YouTube videos. Because we do a lot of videos, all right? No other course does that because they're not really teaching. We have videos when I'm standing up here. But to find someone who does YouTube, all right, social marketing, it is so hard. I don't know why. Really? Uh, yeah. Why? Do you uh, why? Uh, well, uh, I found someone, all right, who uh, she was saying that she's an a influencer, but not, she's a, she's a chiropractor. Okay. Okay. So she has a you know a large following with, with chiropractors, all right? So right. I found her and she said, "Oh, I can do that YouTube for you, all right." And she wanted two hundred fifty dollars an hour and a five thousand dollar payment down. Okay. I'm in the wrong line of work. You are, all right. And by the way, you can apply to that position. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Phil. It's, uh, and then, and then on top of that, initially for the five thousand, you get two youtube placements on your on your uh website on youtube youtube channel and then the next month all right it goes up to like it goes up to six thousand dollars okay from five to six all right and she gives you three all right now uh someone asked her they said have you ever done this before with cpa review and she says no all right well damn it i'm not going to go to a, a, a patent attorney and pay high amounts unless he's the person's done patent law, all right? I don't think I don't think people outside of the industry understand how esoteric CPA review is, right? You know this, I know this. You know, it's kind of like a gang. Once you're in it, you can't, you know, you can't really get out. But there's a lot more to it than why do you say you can't get out? 
<laughs> well, I, I mean, that's been my personal experience. You know, I sort of stumbled into it and yeah, here I am all know, these years later. You know why I stay in it? Because there's no one to actually protect the candidates. And I'll tell you something. Right. All right. I have been in that for a couple of years. I mean, I could actually retire now. Okay. All right. But I say to myself, I don't like what's happening to these candidates. But you know something? In a way, uh, it doesn't really make any difference. I'm not going to say they're dumb, but they don't, they're too lazy to check into classes. All right. Mm. And they'll take this course. All right. Which starts with a B, ends with an R. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like hacker. And uh, they'll take it and say, "Well, everyone takes that course." And then you know the firms give it to them for nothing. And then they right. fail three, four times with that. And you know what? They keep trying because they believe that those books are going to magically change. Yes. You know? Yeah, they believe. Yeah, they. It's sort of like, um, you know, when somebody buys, somebody's like, "Oh, I want to get into, I want to learn Photoshop." So they they do a little research and they get the best Mac computer that they can possibly get that'll run Photoshop. All they're worried about is, you know, the doodad that's going to suddenly make this viable for them. Instead of thinking about, you know, do I have the ability to learn this skill? What it's going to take to get this skill? All it is is, you know, I got to have the, the trinket, and the work is just somehow going to, you know, come together and materialize. Hello again. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Please feel free to send your comments or questions to phil at jaegercpareview.com. In the meantime, don't forget to connect with Phil personally on LinkedIn or the Jaeger CPA Review Facebook and YouTube channel.